Hi, beautiful, and welcome back to my podcast, Life as a Single Christian Mom. I want to welcome those of you joining me for the very first time. My name is Madeline, and during these podcasts, I'll be talking about life experiences and things that have happened, and also giving advice on what this journey has looked like. So, welcome back to another episode of Mondays with Maddie. I am so excited for you to be here. When I tell you the hell that has risen up for me to even make this video today, it is just crazy. I don't think I have experienced this much warfare in a very long time when it came to making these videos. So that just means that I am literally like Satan's on my back. Like I have this target on my back, but it's all good because guess what? I'm still, your girl is here and we're still going to shine through. Amen. Amen. So anyways, I hope that this week has been an amazing week. I hope that you are excited for this new week. It is Monday. It is January 30th and Let's experience joy today. Let's experience peace. Now, before I get started, go ahead and grab your favorite mug. I have this one. I don't know if you can see it. Let me put it in front of my face. So maybe it'll zoom. Come on. It'll focus. The camera does not want to focus. Uh, there we go. And it says, uh, hello, gorgeous or good morning. gorgeous." <laughs> it says good morning, gorgeous. So go ahead and grab your favorite mug and let's get started. Whether it's coffee, tea, soda, water, I don't know, your girl has some tea here. But um, like I was saying, I hope that this week has been an amazing week. The spiritual warfare, let me tell y'all, to even get on here was insane, but it's all good. Um, I hope that you had an amazing week. This week has been an interesting week, to say the least. Like both my neighbors in less than a week... Um, are moving. Like last week, my neighbor to my left moved on Sunday. And then this week, last night when I got home from work, I saw a moving truck and I was just like, nobody prepared me for this. <laughs> I was like, Lord, what is going on? You know, you do life with people and I am so honored and grateful and just so thankful because God literally blessed me with the most amazing neighbors. And the fact that they're moving, I'm just like, God, whoever you're about to bring here, just allow them to be good people. Whoever buys or rents these homes, you know, whatever my neighbors are planning to do, but just, um, let it be good people, you know, because I really love, love, love my neighbors. Like I felt like they were my brothers and I am just so thankful for them because man, we literally did life together. So Anyways, but it, shout out to good neighbors. Amen. And, and literally, like when I came home, like when I was inside last night, I was just thinking like the fact that everything happened so quickly, like I could literally feel like this is what the Lord meant when um, it says love your neighbors. Like I have a love for my neighbors, you know, and just to know that, you know, there's so much, so much movement going on. I'm like, Nobody prepared me. Nobody prepared me, but it's all good. So here we are, right? But anyways, I kind of want to, if you were here last week, then you know that I talked about uh, sin and I wanted to do a part two because let me tell you, even though it was an hour long podcast, when I got off the podcast, I was still writing down notes like, oh my goodness, like this is good. This is another good point. This is another, and it was just like things um, flooding in throughout the week. And I was like, man, God, like you do not play. <laughs> you are a good father, but you also want us to repent. And that's one of the things that I 
kept hearing, you know, yes, if you sin, you know, the thing is that, and I would just want to make this so clear. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. And I don't think that there goes a day or a week. Let's just say a week. I don't think that there goes a week by where you don't sin. And I'm not talking about this whole, um, you know, because we like to categorize, I feel like as people, we like to categorize, but at least I'm not doing that. But at least I didn't do this, but at least, but sis, sin is sin, period. You know, sin is sin, period. So I don't think with that being said, I don't think that there's a week that goes by that nobody sins. I think we all fall short. I believe we all fall short. And I believe that if we can just repent, like every day we should be in this place of repentance, of where you're literally going before the Lord and say, God, I repent for X, Y, Z, whatever that thing is, you know, because I know for me, like if I'm not careful, especially in the environment that I work in cursing, I could just curse all day long, you know, and it's just the environment that I'm in. And I literally have to get into this place where I'm like, God, shut my mouth because I don't want to say one bad word. I don't want to say anything that's not holy I, because this mouth is used to prophesy. This mouth is used to pray prayers over people. This mouth is used for your kingdom, your glory, your, you know, for, to honor you, God, you know? So it's a daily, like, God help me. Even if it's a, a like a slip up, you know what I'm saying? I could be doing everything else good, but I don't want to curse. You know, that's again, I'm just using myself as an example, you know, and, um, whatever that thing is that you have that you feel like, man, I, I need to repent, you know? So anyways, I feel like sin and repentance, sin and repentance, because we're not, we're never going to be perfect. You know, if we were perfect, we, we wouldn't need Jesus. We wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need faith. We wouldn't need any of that because we would be so perfect, but because we are not perfect and because we fall short and because we need Jesus and we need forgiveness and we need to have a hard repentance, sin is going to happen. What type of sin? I don't know. That's between you and, you know, your story and your walk and God sees it all. Not, you know, um, Maddie doesn't want to be involved in your sin. You know what I'm saying? But, um, Maddie's going to talk truth to you and remind you and say, Hey, sis, we need to repent for this. And it's daily coming to the Lord and saying, God, I repent for doing this and doing that. So anyway, so those were the, the things that I kept thinking about. Not only that, but Last week we talked about David, right? And, um, one of the things that I, that the Holy Spirit brought to my attention was David was still able to receive everything God had for him because of his heart posture. You see, not only are we sinning, fine, we sin, we repent, but how is your heart posture after? How, how are you after you sin, after you repent, are you saying, okay, well now I have a free pass to do whatever I want. Like this, you know, and you're just going to go back to your same old things, you know, like when you're repenting, the point of you repenting is to repent for what you just did. Not so you can keep doing the same old thing over and over and over and then go back to repentance over not to repeat the cycle. Thank you, Lord, not to repeat the cycle. Right. So I believe David's heart posture was like in this place of repentance. Like he felt bad. He said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. God, I just want to be, to do right by you. You know, I know that I fell short. I know that I did this, but God, I repent. God, forgive me, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for, you know, 
And I just believe that David's heart was in the right position. So how is your heart, sis? How is your heart right now? when you repent and it's not, I don't want you to get into this place of, cause the devil is a liar, number one. And we know that for me, he came into when I was sitting, okay. When I was sleeping around, when I was doing all these things that I know that I shouldn't have been doing, right. The devil was literally pouring these lies into my heart saying, well, you don't ever be loved. God's never going to forgive you. You're, you, you know, nobody's ever going to be wanting to be with you and you're never going to be able to accomplish anything like all these lies over and over and over. So then it brought shame because then I felt that finger pointing like the enemy was just like, well, look at you, look how disgusting you are. How can you do that? How cruel are you? How this, how that, like he kept pointing the finger at me. So when I'm talking about heart posture, you know, God doesn't come to condemn us and the Holy spirit is brings conviction, but not condemnation. Right. So with that being said, how is your heart? How is your heart? Because we can't say, God, forgive me. And then you're still replaying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. And you haven't even forgiven yourself. You see, the thing about God is you only have to tell him once and say, God, I repent. I repent for sleeping around. I repent for yelling at my kids today. I repent for maybe I lost it on the road. God, I repent for lying to my boss when I really wasn't sick and I just wanted to call in because I was going to go hang out with friends. I repent. Whatever it is, that thing that you're repenting on, you know, God forgives you. Now, you have to, okay, say, okay, God, you forgive me and move on and not say, oh my God, how, how could I do this? Why did I do this? Why did it? And sit in this place of where God doesn't want us. Like, I feel like God is like, okay, next, what are we doing next? What's the next assignment? Where, we, where, where can I take you next? How much can I trust you? Where can I open the door for you next? Okay, fine. You haven't learned the lesson, Well, we're going to stay here and marinate for a while and learn and repent. And you know, that's just what I feel. And it says, uh, another note that I wrote down is, do you have a heart for God and his will in your life? Again, is your heart for God and just saying, okay, God, I release that to you. I'm done with that. I'm not going to pick that back up. Help me, Lord, help me change my heart on this, um, thing, change my heart, change my mind, change, you know, you have full authority to take over in my life. You have full authority to say, uh, okay, we're going to not do that anymore because I'm like, God help me for Maddie causing destruction in Maddie's own life. Lord, like shake up my plans, you know? And that's just where I've been because I've, I felt many times like, man, I'm too weak. I can't do this, Lord. Like I can't, I can't do this. Like I want to call that guy. It's 3am and I know he just about to get off work in a few hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, help me, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me. You know? So getting into this place of coming to the Lord and, and giving him full access into your life and saying, God, have your way in my life. I repented and I'm not going to be shameful. I'm not going to hold on to this. I'm not, I release it to you, God. Now help me with the action steps. Um, another one, another note that I said, I pray you don't ever get in a place, uh, in a place. Well, God forgive me. And it's all good. And I truly repent. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, I, along with repenting, you know, 
I don't ever want you to get in, in this place where you're just like, okay, I repented. It's done. Whatever. You know, and naturally, like, I guess, understand the fullness of, of what it means to repent, what it means to have a heart for the Lord, what it means to have your heart in check. You know what I'm saying? What it means to truly repent and say, man, I, I commit. And it's not, again, it's not saying, oh my God, forgive me. I'm such a horrible person. It's not that it's literally not taking it as a joke. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Not taking it as a whatever thing, like honestly being for real, for real with the Lord and saying, and, and knowing like, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take your forgiveness for, for granted, Lord. I'm not going to take what you've, what you've done for me for granted. I'm not going to think that it's, this is a whatever thing, you know, this is for real. This is life. Then this is, you know, and maybe it is a stronghold. Maybe you can't, you know, and you need deliverance in certain areas of your life. That's another thing too. Maybe you need deliverance because this, let me tell you, God delivered me for some things. I'm telling you when I was heavily involved in like literally watching porn all the time. And I talk about this and, and, and some women are like, Oh, that's never. And I'm like, sis, that's fine. You know, but there are women like myself who that was a stronghold. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I, man, look, there's a lot of things that we do in secret and it may be in secret, but God knows about it. You could look at me and you probably would never thought that I had an, an addiction to porn. Probably never, ever, 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 because I didn't look like it. You could look at me and never thought that I had a, uh, you know, that I was contemplating suicide because I didn't look like it. Let me tell you, it may be a secret sin to you and nobody, and you be, you may be able to mask it very well, but let me tell you, God knows, God knows. Let me tell you. And talking about porn, right? I never talked to anybody about porn. I never talked to anybody that I even had interest in it. I never even nothing like that was one of those things that was so mass. And guess what? The Satan, Satan played with me so much because after I was done, right. Watching porn or whatever, um, that shame, that finger pointing that, you know, and all these lies would come in. And until I, went to the Lord and I said, God, I need help. I need to be delivered from this. I want freedom from this. That's when I, he started working with me and I would say, God, help me, help me, help me deal with this. And what would I do? I knew I could not get into position into what I would love and how I would go into committing that sin. I knew I couldn't do that anymore. So for example, I would come home from work and depending what the schedule was, but I'm just going to give you an example. Uh, I would come home from work. I would get comfortable in the, uh, on the couch or in my bedroom. And I knew what was going to happen next. Right? So what, what started to happen instead of coming home from work and that being the case, I was coming home from work and reading my Bible. I was coming home from work and worshiping. I was coming home from work and actually writing down in my notebook, like, Lord, help me. God, this is very hard. I just want to masturbate. I just want to watch porn. I just want to do this. I just, and I'm just keeping it real with y'all because again, I feel like a lot of topics are swept under the rug. A lot of people don't talk about their struggles. A lot of people don't talk about what they went through. And that's just something 
that I struggled with. That was a stronghold. And I literally needed to get like free from that. And thank God, you know, I am free now and I don't, that's not a struggle anymore in my life, you know? But honestly, that was something that I struggled with and Satan would bring so much shame, especially once I got baptized and you know, everything. Cause you think when you get baptized, like, Oh, everything's going to be good. Everything's fine. You know, every, and nobody prepares you for the spiritual warfare that happens after, you know, and the internal struggles. And now, now you're really on, on Satan's radar because you got baptized, you know, and how much more he tries you. Um, but yeah, but I just truly feel like your heart posture, what's that position that you're getting in? Are you going to like, again, it's 3am and you know that you used to hook up with so-and-so from down the street. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to continue the same cycle? Or are you going to say, no, God, you know what? I'm putting my phone on do not disturb and I'm going to study in your word because this is the thing you have to get in the right position. You have to have the, the right heart posture for these things. Yes, we're sinning. Yes, we're repenting. But now is the action steps. And I don't think these things that I'm talking about, I don't think that I've heard it enough. Or I, I, yes, amongst maybe conversation, you know, but on like platforms like this, I think there's only one other pastor, but I don't want to mention names because I don't want anybody to come for me, um, who he has talked about sin and this and that. And, you know, and he gets a lot of backlash because a lot of people are like, how can you say that you're a pastor? But it's like, yo, this is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. And the church isn't talking about this. So I just want to talk about topics that I, I'm like, yo, I struggled with this. And I know that I cannot be the only woman who struggled with this. And maybe there's men who are watching this, who you're struggling with porn and you're struggling with this, that addiction. Maybe it's not porn. Maybe it's drinking. Maybe it's sleeping around. Maybe it's lying. I don't know what your stronghold is. You know, I don't know what that thing that you're struggling with. Maybe it's depression and nobody could see it on you, but you know that you're dealing with depression. You know that you're dealing with those insecurities. You know, you're dealing with those, those lies being poured in your head, but nobody else can tell God knows what's going on. And the thing is that you sin, you repent, you go to the Lord and say, how are we going to do this together? It's the action steps. Lord, I need action steps. I need help. I need help. God, I need you to step in. I need to be delivered because I cannot live my life like this. So yeah, going back to when I got baptized, you know, I, I was in this place of, you know, I'm fired up for the Lord, but now I'm feeling these feelings at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever, you know, and I'm like, help me, God, you know, so you got to get serious. You got to get serious. So yes, you're sinning, you're repenting, but get serious. Are you serious about what you just repented about? Saying, God, I don't want to ever do that again. Like when a curse word slips out of my mouth, I get so mad. I get so mad because I'm like, you know, silence my mouth, Lord, you know, silence my mouth. I don't want to say a curse word. I don't, even if it's like the simplest thing that, you know, you could probably hear on TV. I don't want to do it because I just, even when, for me, when I'm driving and somebody cuts in front of me and I'm just like, my dad, okay, let me tell you about my dad. My dad, I have never heard my dad cursing. I've never seen my dad drinking because my dad lives his life holy and pure before the Lord. And I can just, I listen, my dad is a, he's just awesome. My dad is a good man. He's an example of what a, um, 
Christian man, a good man is, you know? So anyways, as a kid, as a kid, he, somebody would cut him off, right? Even when I was 16 and he was driving, even now, even now, even when he's in the car with me and it's, and it's the same phrase all the time and somebody cuts in front of us or whatever have you. And as a kid, he would say, you banana head. And I'm like, what? Like, that's his favorite go-to. Like, you banana head. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, what? Uh, and then he goes like, and then what's another one? I can't remember, but there's another one. And he says, but he's so funny because he won't curse. And, and he'll just, and even sometimes he'll be like, okay, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you. Go ahead. He's like, you must be more in a rush than me. And I'm just like thinking about it now. I'm like, I do not be acting like that sometimes when I'm driving, <laughs> you know? But my dad just has this grace and it's literally just, you know? But that's just an example. You know, I just want to give you an example. I, on the other hand, there was a while that I was, um, miss, uh, road rage over here and it's just like these people in florida the more and the more that the different people come here i'm just like lord help us all <laughs> but i wanted to talk to you guys about um there's these two women in the bible that i just kept thinking about this whole week the first one is eve the second one is esther and i started really thinking about their lives and i have read uh, Esther, I don't even know how many times I have read Genesis. I don't know how many times. And I literally was just thinking about their lives and thinking about these women, because I don't know about y'all, but I love, maybe it's just me, but I love learning about all the different women in the Bible specifically for me, because I'm, I, I love women. I love encouraging women. I'm like, man, God use mighty women in the Bible. And even though we have so many people today who say women can't preach, women can't do this. Women should just shut up. Women should just, you know, you have no place. You're, you, you should, you belong in the kitchen and that's it. Bearing children. Like you can literally look through the Bible and see so many different women that the Lord used, um, and in different moments in, 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 the Bible, you know, and in life, I should say. Right. But I was thinking about, uh, Eve and Esther, right. And even, I want to give you some scripture and bear with me. All right. In Genesis three thirteen, it says, then the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? And she said, the serpent deceived me. She replied, that's why I ate it. Right. I'm going to move down a little bit in Genesis 3 16. It says, then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Right? So I was reading, I was reading that and I was like, man, God, like Eve fell into temptation. Eve sinned. And yet you were still good to her because you still Genesis 3.16 says, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in, in, in you and in pain, you will give birth and you would still, and you would desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you, right? Let's move to first Timothy 2.14 through 15. And it says, and it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived and sin was the result. It's telling us and sin was the result. But women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. So I bring that up because 
although Eve sinned, God still blessed her. So I'm saying that because remember how I was saying earlier, Satan loves to bring condemnation. Satan loves to bring shame. Satan loves to make us feel like, man, we will never be blessed by the Lord. I mean, he did it for me. He said that to me. He, he, I believe those lies that I would never be blessed. That I would never have anything to pour into people that I was going to be overlooked that I, you know, the number of things that the devil literally told me. And I, I believe them. I believe them. I believe them. I believed the lies of the enemy because there was so much shame. There was so much guilt. There was so much, I felt, mm, I wouldn't say humiliation, but maybe humiliation for the, in front of the Lord. Maybe I was, maybe that, maybe even when people, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But there was just so many different times, you know, where I just felt this, you know, like this cloud, if you will, over my life, because I just was like, man, like, I can't believe I did that. Me, Maddie, like in the thought of, man, my parents, you know, my mom and my dad were married 20 something years. My mom, my dad is the only man my mom has ever been with. You know, like I felt like the shame. I'm their first daughter. They expected more of me. Like these things that the enemy literally made me feel. But I, I wanted to share this with y'all because although Eve sinned, Although Eve sinned, although Eve fell short, God still blessed her. I don't believe, I believe, excuse me, I believe that we would not have, I didn't really experience childbirth pains that much, but I believe that we would have had smooth childbirths <laughs> had Eve stayed in her lane. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. That's a small funny, right? But um, all drugs aside, I truly just believe that, you know, God is so good. And I think that we don't realize how much he loves us because sometimes I feel that we are, it's drilled into us. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, like think about how many times you tell your kid, if you do that, you're not going to get, you know, and and I feel like sometimes we see God like that, you know, like, oh my God, I can't do that because I'm going to be fearful. Uh, that's what happened to me. And maybe three, four years ago, I had to get into this place where I was just like, okay, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect because there was this thing over me that was just like, if you're not good, if you don't behave, if you don't act right, you're not going to get what God has for you. And if you don't, you, you better make sure, you know, and there was voices, people, well, you better, you better, you better. And it's just like, whoa, 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 throw the first stone, sis, you know, throw the first stone if you're so perfect. And that's the thing. And it's just like, I love to see that although Eve sinned, God was still good. Now, the reason why I bring up Esther, because I was thinking about her and I was like, wow, she stayed in position. She stayed, she was obedient. She didn't fall short and she moved at the right time and she moved according to the purpose that God had for her. 
right? So I say this because in Esther 4.14, it says, for if you remain silent at this time, this is Mordecai talking to Esther. And it says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. And I want to fast forward. I want to fast forward to Esther 9, uh, 32. And it says Esther's decree confirmed these regulations about Purim and it was written down in the records. So I bring up Esther because when I was thinking about Esther, I was like, man, she literally received the fullness of this. And remember how I was joking just a little while ago, like, man, if Eve would have never, um, fell into temptation, maybe would have never had any childbirth pains. You know what I'm saying? What if that was, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, what if that was, um, God's plan for us not to experience that pain, not to experience that, you know, the, uh, there are some women who go into labor for hours and hours and hours, you know what I'm saying? So maybe that, but obviously everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And I'm grateful for everything, but it just makes you think like, man, if I just stay pure before the Lord, if I just walk according to his purpose, if I just repent and I say, God, you know, lead the way for me, pave the way for me, God, you have full authority and and power over my life to remove who you want to remove from my life, add who you want to add to my life. You have complete control, God of my life think about where you'll be. You see, Esther was obedient to Mordecai and Mordecai was her uncle, you know, and he told her, do this, do this, do this, move here, go here, you know, speak to the king act, you know, and not only that, but it's just, she didn't only get relief for herself, but for her, everybody, all the Jews, you know what I'm saying? There's people attached to your name. You see, you may think that sin doesn't affect you, but uh, affect everybody else, but it does affect people. It does affect the people around you. It does. It does affect the people who God is trying to bring into your life. I mean, I, again, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Had I not walked through that season of, you know, watching porn and doing all that, how, and overcoming it, how can I tell you the testimony? Like, yo, God did it for me. He can do it for you. If I didn't walk through this season of being a single mom for all these years and, you know, getting into these relationships. And I know that there's still, still so many missing parts that we need to talk about. You know, if I didn't walk through that, how would I be able to tell you, you know, but this is the thing I came into this place of repentance. I got in with the Lord and I did the action steps necessary to say, okay, God, I lay down my life. I just want to, I just want what you want and I'm not perfect and I fall short. And it's everyday repenting and I'm not the world's greatest mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I try 120% to be the best mom for Aiden and Adrian, but I'm not perfect. <laughs> and I think that when you get into that place where you're just like, man, God, you have full authority over my life. I think that is so beautiful to know that you aren't perfect and that you need God's help. Because I think the moment when we start saying, I have this all figured out, you take God out of the equation. Like I was literally, I was talking to one of my friends last week and I was just like, you know what? It kind of feels good when you 
do repent. You know why? Because it brings you, I mean, it kind of feels good when you do sin in the sense, hear me, in the sense that you know you have to repent. Because there's this conviction that comes where you're just like, man, God, I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have went there. I'm sorry for believing that lie. Whatever it is that where you are like, oh, I feel the stillness. I feel the peace of the Lord. God, you're so good. You know, whenever you get into that place and it's just you and God, you can literally just talk to him and and work with him and go back to that to the secret place and say, God, I'm here. I'm your daughter. You know, so let us not ever get so holy and righteous where we think that we're so perfect, that where we miss and we take away God from the equation, where we take away God because we have it all figured out. I don't ever want to get in that place. I don't ever want to think that I am so good. And I don't ever want to stop sharing my testimony because I am on the, on the platform now. Absolutely not. I will always talk about my story because it's what God has done. And the thing is, I truly feel my heart. The more you can talk about your story, the more that there are people who will be set free, the more that people will see, wow, she went through that. She struggled through that. She overcame that. God can do it for me. God can do it for me. You see, I also believe that when you speak and share your testimony, you're literally slapping Satan up in the face and he does not have that stronghold over you. You see, like I said earlier, I was in this place where nobody knew I was masturbating. Nobody knew that I was sleeping around you. I mean, I hit that well, very well, you know, and I, I, was struggling within myself, you know, maybe people didn't know, but God knew, you know, I knew, um, and it was such a struggle. And the more that I talk about it, the more that I release it, the more I'm just like saying, you, you don't have that power over me. You don't have that power over me. So sis, I want to encourage you to get into this place of recognizing the sin, repenting, getting the action steps with the Lord, and then share your testimony. Even if it's with one person, even if it's just with, you got to call somebody and say, sis, let me tell you about what I was just doing. And let me tell you how God saved me, like, and how he's helping me, like share your testimony and use wisdom because you know that there's going to be those people being, you ain't saved yet, sis. (laughs) It's only been a week. It's only been a week. You was just at, you know, in the core group, we have this Tyrone, Tyrone free zone. You was just at Tyrone's house last week. Sis, yes, that was last week. But let me tell you, God's mercies are new every single day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, don't let anybody steal your thunder. Don't let anybody come and tell you, well, you were doing that yesterday. Okay, and, but by the grace of God, today is a new day and he woke me up and that means I have a new chance and a new opportunity to do better. And that's, and that's not a word for the religious folk because the religious folk are going to be like, well, do this, this, and this, and this. No, sis, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you how good he is. Let me tell you how forgiving and loving he is. And yes, I might've been you know, sleeping in that man's house yesterday, but I repented and it's here to, and I'm here today. And you know what? God, God has a plan for my life. 
And I'm going to move forward with that plan. And I ain't calling Tyrone and I ain't going back to his house and I ain't doing that thing no more. <laughs> I'm away from my husband. Like sis, like seriously. So use wisdom on who, you know, you want to share with, or if you don't care then whatever, but it is what it is. But, um, open your mouth and, and just testify, testify what God has done, testify of what God has saved you from. So sin, the sin happens, repent, get into the action steps and, and testify, testify of his goodness, testify of what God has done, testify because I'm telling you, I know that it makes Satan mad when I talk about, yeah, I was sleeping around with this, this, and this. I was doing this, this, and this. I was messing with this, this, and this. And I was, you know, all these things. He has no power over me because I'm not ashamed. I'm like, yeah, I did that. And, you know, like when people try to bring up my past, well, I'm like, oh, so you must have heard my podcast. <laughs> I'm like, so you must have heard, you must have. Why don't you subscribe? Why don't you subscribe? Because you're just listening. You know, I, I like the views, but let's get, let's be subscribed, you know, so you can get the notification when I actually come on. But anyways, like, it's like, you know, you, so you bring up my past and, you know, when people used to, oh my goodness, this is a good one. When people, because this literally, this was one of the things I see in use pour in my mind, you know? But when people were like, you got two kids by two different fathers? Yes. Now I don't even, like, I've talked about this before. Now it's not even a thing because, you know, Aiden's dad is not in his life. And, you know, Aiden's dad has been Aiden's father since Aiden's three. Aiden's about to be 12 this year. Aiden's about to be 12. <laughs> It's about to be 12. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he's been in Aiden's life for such a long time that Aiden only knows him as dad and Aiden doesn't know his father, you know, and that's okay. And again, this is not to bash, but it, it, that, okay. Going back, that was one of the things I see and really messed with me. And just the fact that I have two kids, two different fathers. And then when people would say it, it would be, it would be like, you see, you're right. You see, you got two kids. You see, you see, you see. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, okay. And, <laughs> you know, like I could talk about it with so much freedom that it doesn't bother me. It doesn't get under my skin. Or if there's, if there's something that bothers you and it just like, makes your skin like go like, ugh, sis, you need freedom in that. If you cannot talk about it, like with just that freeness and that, that freedom it's because you're not free yet. And that's okay. That's okay. Recognize it, repent, action steps and testify. Say, you know what? Last year that was really bothering me, but this year it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that you feel like, Man, God, I just, I just need to release this to you because again, people may not know it may be a secret sin, but God knows. And guess who else knows? The devil knows in all them legions that say, okay, mm, she's sleeping around. Guess what? He was sleeping around with that girl who's a witch. So now those demons are going to be all around him and her and her. So now we can cast spells and now we can do this. And guess what? Witchcraft, lust. This and that is all going to come and bother her. So guess who knows? You may not, you, people may not know you've been sleeping around, but that, but Satan knows 
God knows what you're going to do about it, sis. You better repent and get right before the Lord and ask for forgiveness and get that deliverance, okay? Because the last thing you need is for Satan and his posse to come after you because that's for sure. I don't want to open any doors to anything like that, you know? And if you have opened the doors, again, repent. Just repent, 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 and get right before the Lord. So I, again, want to pray the prayer of salvation um, because... I am just going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. If you prayed that for the first time, if you prayed that, so rewind because I'm not going to... If you want to pray this together, let's pray this together. But if you pray this for the very first time, please message me. Please reach out because I want to send you a gift. So if you did, um, please email me, message me, Instagram me, whatever form of communication you have with me, get in contact with me and we will get you set up with a gift. So uh, let's pray this prayer together. And this is a prayer for salvation. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and answering my prayer. Again, says if you prayed that, or man of God, if you prayed that for the very first time, uh, message me and I will send out a gift for you. So I just want to pray because I just feel the stillness of the Lord. Like I feel like he, this was more like a, um, he was just like loving on us. I don't know if you guys felt that, but I hope you feel that because that's what I felt. Like he was just loving on us and just so ever so gently and ever so good that he is like the loving father that he is, you know? So I just want to pray us out and then we'll go and then we'll move to the closing announcements. Right? So father God, I thank you for the person watching this or hearing this right now, Lord. I thank you, God, because you are a good father because you come in with, with your love and your mercy and just so much grace for us, God. I, God, honor you so much for being so good to us, even when we don't deserve it, even when we fall short. Your love is so good, Father God. I pray that whoever listens to this podcast, Lord, you would speak to them and you would touch their heart and you would meet them exactly where they, where they are, that this podcast was not to bring condemnation or to make them feel bad, but it was more of that sisterly love telling them and talking to them and just encouraging them and saying, this is where we need to repent. This is where we need to ask for forgiveness. This is where we need to, um, move forward and just say, God help us. So God, I pray that this, um, word today was something that they needed and that you meet them exactly where 
they are. That it doesn't matter if they've, they've been serving you for 20 years or if they don't even know who you are and they're just stumbling across this video today. Father God, I pray again that you meet them exactly where they are, God. That you love us all and it doesn't matter how long we've known you or haven't. You've known us, Lord. You known us you knitted us together in our mother's womb father god so you know us you created us so father god i thank you for their life i thank you for what you're doing i thank you god for the things that you're shaking up in their life father god the things that you're delivering them from father god i pray father god that they're going to be able to testify they're going to be able to testify that this time in this time next year that they will not be in the same place that this time in three months from now, they won't even be in the same place that they will just be living, uh, um, in according to your will and purpose for their life. Father God, what you have planned father God for their life. So God, we honor you, God, we glorify you, God, we worship you in the mighty, most powerful name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. 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 God is so good. Do you guys feel that peace? Because I feel it. I feel the peace of the Lord. He's just so, he's so good. He's so good. He's so good. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up and I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. I appreciate all of you and I hope you have a blessed week. If you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and send this to anyone who may need to hear this for more of the daily dose of my life and also see my two beautiful little boys follow me on Instagram and see the face behind the voice. Go ahead and follow me on IG life underscore with underscore Maddie underscore. Also follow me on LASCM.podcast on IG as well. Thank you guys and stay blessed. And lastly, before I forget to, I just thought, I just thought about it. If you have any prayer requests, anything else, go check out www.lasempodcast.com or www.lasemministries.com and everything will be in the description below. All right, guys, stay blessed. I love you.